Welcome to the Noise Podcast Network, sponsored by the Satanic Tea Company and brought to you as part of the Noise Podcast Network. I'm Will, and what you're about to hear is episode two of our Noise Albums of the Year series. Um, In this episode, I'll be talking to Charlie of Melodic Post Hardcore Heroes As Everything Unfolds, um, the dynamic duo uh, Queer Hardcore Death Goals with Harry and George, and last but certainly not least, we will be talking to Serena, vocalist and guitarist of post-metal, black gaze, post-hardcore, kind of a bit of everything, really. One of the most amazing bands around, in my opinion, Svalbard. Um, there's also a little nice little bonus round in there for you. So that's what you're going to hear. But please do make sure to follow us on Twitter at Noise Podcast and Instagram at Noise Podcast Network. You can find us on the main site uh, at, at Noise UK, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, like and subscribe on YouTube. Be sure to listen wherever you get your podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And if you do fancy checking out our Spotify Essentials playlist or want to buy some merch, we've got some links in the bio. And if you're feeling extra kind, if you could drop us a review on your platform of choice, it helps us more than you think. I hope you enjoy the episode. Well, thank you very much for joining me. Uh, so I'm joined today by the lovely Charlie of As Everything Unfolds. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, all good. It's uh, it's been a it's been a long day already. At seven o'clock, um, back to back interviews, as is the life. Um, oh but yeah, wouldn't change it. <laughs> oh, good. Well, that's that's nice. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the reason we're doing this today, as I mentioned to you, is with it being November somehow, um, everyone starts starts talking about albums of the year. Um. So. If we jump straight into it, the first question that I am going to ask you is what's your favourite album to come out this year? So, like, I'm I'm really bad with keeping up to date with, like, new music, which is hilarious considering what I do. But um, I do tend to listen to a lot of, like, my friends' bands or, like, bands we've toured with, you know. I get really attached to music by hearing it live, which I think is part of the reason why I'm sort of, like, find it hard to, like, find new music. But... I did really enjoy Enter Shikari's uh, new album from this year, um, which was actually released on the same day as our album. Um, so it it took me a while to listen to it because obviously I was so focused on what we were doing. But like I've been a Shikari fan since Take to the Skies, like back in the day. Um, I've listened to every single album and I just think that their mastery of music just keeps getting better and their songwriting keeps getting better. Like everything they do just gets better and more mature and I don't know it's just like listening to them do things like you know orchestra parts and like composing pieces of music rather than just writing a song just think that's really cool and really exciting yeah it's funny you mentioned like take to the skies obviously that's a lot of people will be like oh you know that's my favorite it's like well they've evolved so much since then but I and I don't know why this is like always stuck in my head but I bought take to the skies when I was on exchange in Germany in like year 10 amazing seeing it in a music shop and having my like the exchange partner at the time sort of staying with him and his family going oh they're an english band you might like them you must have heard of them that's so weird like all the way in germany i love it yeah i picked it up listened to it and was like well i didn't know who this was but i do now and it's great yeah they no, they've been they've been such a staple in my playlists you know pre-spotify i've got i'm pretty sure i've got like all the cds up to a flash flood of color because obviously that was like the majority of way you would 
you know yeah. before for spotify you had itunes <laughs> and you used to have to like buy the cd and import it or buy the cd on itunes kind of miss those days i kind of miss just the excitement of putting like a disc in your computer and like like putting all the songs on and then itunes was like smart where it would like find the like artwork and the song names and everything and i was like oh this has blown my mind <laughs> they're those are oh god those are classic days aren't they like mm. I remember, I do now, remember, I'm like, oh God. I remember loading up my two gig iPod, iPod mini at the time. Mm-hmm. I had a four gig iPod nano, the pink one. I've still got it somewhere. Yeah. And that was my first iPod with like the, the clicky rotatey thing. And I nothing I has to, ever beat nothing. the click wheel. No, nothing. it really hasn't. We should bring it back. <laughs> I'm here for it. it. Should, like I would love to. You should a click put it on the again. bottom of an iPhone. I'll tell you what, it would like get rid of fidget spinners just bring back the ipod wheel <laughs> amazing so so with this like with the shikari record a kiss for the whole world you did those you did like a residency with them didn't you as well this year when they were doing they were doing some like smaller venues but very deliberately because it's like they've always been a brilliant band for being like we're going to give back to smaller venues where we got our start yeah, no, for sure. Um, I don't think the album was announced at the time that we were doing it because I think they did four, three or four sets of residency shows, which were basically the same venues, I think month after month or a yeah. couple of months apart. Um, So I think on the last one, they announced the album. But on our one, I think Bloodshot had only just come out. So um, it was kind of towards the like middle end of the campaign and whatever. But yeah, they were awesome awesome shows and i must admit like their championship of like independent venues and just you know local underground music is something that i think we as a band have kind of taken note of and you realize how important it is you know even though they're playing you know because they're doing that wembley show and i think they're donating like a percentage of each ticket or something to like the either music venue trust or independent music something along those lines they're donating us and it's it, so you can they almost proved that you can do it you just have to take the initiative to do it so like we're just on the same vein like our tour in january february we're doing like all independent venues on it like really small club shows just because we were kind of like well you know I won't name said company that owns a lot of venues around the country but you know they get a lot of traction a lot of bands through their doors but these independent venues often get forgotten so um and a lot of them are super important and super grassroots and got yeah. a lot of historical significance so yeah that's kind of, so yeah they, they've kind of like in so many ways they've inspired like me and us as a band and how we operate which is really nice yeah so coming on to like emerging and underground bands like the next bit i was going to talk to you about is as you mentioned like shikari been a big champion of you've been doing as well even like as you're kind of coming up as well the band that you think is poised for like a big like a breakout 2024 or even that you just like this is a band i love and i think people really need to be paying more attention to like, Do you know what's what? your pick it's 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 so hard because like so there's two bands um but two very different bands um and not even for the same or particular reasons but so one of them is a band called Aramea, who are like local to us. And um, they've been going for um, like a decent amount of time, but they are one of the tightest live bands I have ever seen. And they're quite like unique. They're like 
proggy new metal female vocal like a little bit of screaming a little bit of growling but it, the the proggy aspect of their music especially the fact that it's like a modern metal band with a proggy aspect to it it's I can't even explain it like it's it's really cool and really unique and they are so good live and Whitney is like one of the most flawless vocalists I've ever heard and I'm just like why is no one picking up this band like they have got so and you know their whole aesthetic like they've really nailed like what they're trying to do and they just need like one little like pull into the right place and I think that people will start to take note and whatever and they're also super nice guys um, but another band that I'm absolutely in love with at the moment is South Arcade. Um, they're kind of like, you know, on that kind of old school, like two, two, what is it, Y2K or whatever it is kind of vibe. And I'm very much like, I like my music from that era. You know, like, you know, I go back to like Flyleaf and, you know, old school Green Day and, um, you know, even like, you know, Avril Lavigne's like early stuff, like all that kind of thing. So it kind of like tickles that like, itch that I've had for new music but that's kind of got that same feel that I love about that era and um I just think they're a really exciting fresh young band um and I think they've got a lot of potential their songwriting is really really good so yeah so I've come across both bands you mentioned which is really nice um Aramea I'm sure it's I th- might have been I don't know if you've ever posted about them or like one of the other guys in the band has and I checked them out um, I know we've featured them on our new noise piece at least once. Um, mm. Yeah, they're really cool. And South Arcade, I'm sure, opened for yours truly when they did their last run here. And yeah, I saw I them at the did. Underworld. Mm. Yeah. Because I remember that so- show being a nightmare to get to because it was a tube strike. Oh, we love that. We love a tube strike. Okay. <laughs> walked more than half of the distance from my house oh to Camden. Oh my god. So you're brave. I would have just not bothered. <laughs> I would have just turned around uh, and gone home. <laughs> well, see, now I know I'm like, I'm never getting on another I'm not doing <laughs> gigs on a tube strike day again. Because no. I got I got on the bus, got a couple of miles into it and we just like sat there. So mm-hmm. I just got off and walked. Yeah. <laughs> it's quicker to walk, especially when there's yeah. that many Ubers and taxis and buses on the road with people yeah. trying to you're like, oh, I'll just, I'll just get a little bike, and just cycle, yeah. just cycle. And I, th- <laughs> I think I know it was them and Lizzie Farrell that was yeah. playing, and I can't remember who opened, but I got there like five minutes before they were on stage. South Arcade were very good. I, yeah, I, I think they just, them. they've just got this nice, chill, like easy going vibe, and I just love it. Like, because you know, I listen to a lot of heavy music when we're writing, and and just generally, you know, being in the genre we're in, and. For me, it's like when I pop them on my playlist, it's just like a nice breathing space. It's just a band of just niceness. <laughs> so, you know, it's yeah. but, it, but again, it still has that familiarity for me. Yeah. Well, the 2000s are back in like in a big way now, especially in mm. like alternative music. Like you said, there's obviously South Arcade doing it on like the lighter end of the scale. But then if you just take one look at Metalcore, mm. there's so many, and I'm not saying this is like a bad thing, you know, there's so many bands that are coming up now that are just like, we really like Poison the Well, Early Kill Switch Engage and Bleeding Through. And I'm like, yeah, so do I. Yeah, <laughs> God. I can't wait for like the the like, the like new version of like asking Alexandria to stand up and scream. That's going to be, that's going to be the pinnacle of music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure I'm as ready for that as you are. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to see it, just to see what it's like. I'm not saying it's going to be good. I'm okay. just saying I just want to like, witness it. <laughs> yeah, I think... 
I think we're probably about five years. When did that come out? 20... Oh, oh, it was. It must oh, have eight, been like ten. 20... Yeah, two... oh, I'm trying to think back that when I used to listen to that. Oh, it might be earlier than that, you know. Oh, uh, really? 2009, maybe? Yeah, maybe. I don't really know. You're <laughs> right, like you're 2009. Gonna... <gasps> Fuck yeah. I was thinking about like what this is so weird. Right? I have weird like me- visual memories like and I remember like sitting in my media class like listening to that album and I think back I'm like right well year nine how old was I whatever blah, 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 what year would it have been so I was in year nine in 2009 that's why it's easy for me to work out. Yeah god yeah I'm starting uni yeah it's, it's gone already i'm just like but it's easy for me to work out because i can yeah. just go oh what year was i in oh whatever year the year was is what year i started like school like yeah. in that year group which is really handy oh definitely <laughs> so i'm like oh i left like i know that i left like secondary school at sixth form in 2013 because i just know that i was in year 13 in 2013 2014 sorry because it year after yeah. but yeah anyway anyway <laughs> But no, I think you're right. Like there's definitely that throwback that's coming around. And so maybe in, because what, I think we're looking, I think we're currently in Metalcore between 2003 and 2008. I think we're coming up to like the first couple of Kill Switch records, that yeah. sort of the neck of the woods. Yeah. And if, if they came out in 2009, you know, I reckon we'd do, do it in a couple thing? of years. I, one thing I always have wondered, because you know, like things do come around in cycles, right? And there's mm. one band that I'm really curious or like, this kind of genre, whether it will have as much a revival as like everything else has, is bands like Bullet. Because I'm like, That's there really are elements, there are elements of it in things like you said about Kill Switch, which kind of bridges that similar kind of area. But you know, Bullet, when you actually think about it, like no one else really does what they do, even now. Yeah, you know, especially in the UK, and yeah. I always think to myself, I'm like. When's that coming back? <laughs> yeah, because that first record was like full on. It was a metalcore record, yeah, but with like so many like like trad influences. Yeah, and I think of yeah. that in a similar way that I think of something like uh, Ascendancy. Mm. Yeah, but I it's think, so. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's always bothered me. I don't know why, because I see things come and go, and you see things come in and out of fashion in music, and I'm like. When's the bullet one happening? Like, when's that happening? <laughs> yeah, will it ever come back round? Uh, yeah. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. You know. Maybe it's my side project. <laughs> well, that, that now you've said it, like, so... No, I have to do it now. <laughs> yeah. It's legally binding. So, speaking of future plans, um, like, the last thing I wanted to kind of chat about briefly... Um, obviously like and again like a little recap of your year like you said obviously ultraviolet came out in well same day so 20 20 something 20 of april yeah of something april, yeah, april, april. <laughs> april 2023 um and you know i think you know i'm still listening to it hopefully other people are um but obviously that came out then you've you didn't you've done the residency with shikari you've done a headline run as well this year um you've supported electric Cowboy. Mm-hmm. Like you've had a really good year. What's what's been the highlight so far? Oh, just straight up being on stage during "We've Got the Mood." <laughs> I didn't even have to think about that. I, I did see that, <laughs> no. and I was like, you know what? Because I remember seeing them when they when you know when they toured the first time they were here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they played um, not Brixton. 
Uh, Hammersmith. Oh, there we go. Yes, because I was there. I I went and saw it as well. Yeah. Um, and I think it was Future Palace and Blind Channel. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was those two. Um, that was the first time I'd seen them. Oh no, it wasn't. I had seen them at Slam Dunk before, but I was so far away, and I think the drummer wasn't there at Slam Dunk that year. Hmm. Um, so they had a yeah, it was really odd. So this was kind of the first time that I'd seen them like in their, at their own show, and I was like blown away. I was like, this isn't this is insane. <laughs> it's the biggest party. It's so good. I was so like I've ne- I'd never been more excited for a tour. Um, like you know, it can be really nervous like going into a tour because obviously you don't know the people that you're going to be touring with. You don't know them as people. So part of me is always like quite. You know, I sort of don't make too many prejudgments. I don't I, I sort of stay neutral where I'm like, I'm not going to be, you know, thinking that they're going to be my best mate. But I'm also not going to think they're going to be my enemy. I'm just going to go in with an open mind and see how it goes. Right. Because, you know, every band does their own thing. But hands down, they were the nicest band to tour with. They had the best crew. They were so, so accommodating to us. So it made the whole experience just so much more enjoyable. And then on that last night when I got to go up and do that, I was like, Oh, this is so much fun. <laughs> I like I, say, I remember seeing that on on um on like social media and just being like, you know what? Yeah. That genuinely looks like one of just one of the biggest, daftest, but best moments yeah. that you so could wish funny. for. Yeah. Other than that, the release of our album. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it's um it's like that, I think, is like a touring moment. Like yeah. for me, it was like just that tour in general. Every day was awesome. You know, it was great. And uh, and to be fair, monuments were really nice guys, like absolutely flawless, like super professional. Everybody was just amazing. But in terms of like just general like highlights and what we've done, like releasing our sophomore album, obviously, I think was more nerve wracking than doing the debut album. But um, people have taken to it really well. Um, obviously, it's kind of it was a bit harder to kind of battle for like space as such this time around, because when we did the debut, it was in the pandemic. So we had a lot more kind of like, you know, press kind of like being like, Oh, you know, we're taking things and this. So, but actually all things considered, we still did really well and people seem to be really interested in what we're doing still. And I'm so grateful that people are still interested. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's like you say, you know, obviously, and it's a conversation, it's come up in a couple of conversations. Like the first record, right? For any band, you've got all the time in the world. There's no expectations. It, it it's not that it doesn't matter. It's that, mm-hmm. you know, you can just take as long as you need. And the and the people it matters most to are you. Yeah. And there's no like external expectation. But mm-hmm. when you come to that second record and you've got a few people in your corner and you've got, you know, you've got some fans, and it's like, Shit, are they going to like this? Are they, you know, are yeah. they going to? How do we? How do we push as a band? You know, is it right? You know, what's the right turnaround time? Like, are we releasing mm. it too late? Are we releasing it too soon? It's like, and I, there's I expect so that many only gets variables. Harder. Yeah, it's there's so many variables, and arguably, the the longer it goes on, the easier and harder it gets. Mm. Um, and you know, talking about future plans and stuff, and kind of bringing it back round, like we we are so conscious of the the time limits and you know but also leaving space for ultraviolet to breathe and still enjoy that time but we are we are writing kind of we're sort of midway through writing whatever whatever the next thing's going to be I don't want to say whether it's an album or singles or what like we haven't really decided we're just sort of writing and um we've got some other stuff going on behind the scenes um 
that we are excited about. And I think that hopefully what happens is it's going to be able to take whatever we're doing to the next level, um, which, you know, we, we've done both of these albums on a very small label with minimal budget and they've been amazing. It's not critical of them. It's just the nature of the situation. Like when we signed to them, we were quite literally a local band. So it to us, we were like, oh my God, this is all we ever need. Like the, we don't need any more than this. And obviously by the time, obviously we didn't expect the debut album to do as well as it did so quickly. So then by the time we got to the second album, we were like, oh my God, like this is the not the pressures on, but, you know, trying to compete in a space with other people or not compete is not the right word, but, you know, you're like, you have to make your work and the quality of your work reflect the level you are. You know, yeah. you can't go and record a bedroom album when you're playing in O2 Academy venues. You know, it, it's 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 not really the done thing. And um, so it was it was a struggle, like trying to like, you know, cut corners here and make sure this worked and this worked. And I'm very proud of what we've done on the budget. We've done it. I think when I tell people they are shocked how, you know, how we did it. But it's like, in a way that's made me really proud but I'm also looking forward to not having to do that and being able to just freely do our art and create our music without those boundaries, which will be really, really nice. Yeah. So, because obviously, and one thing, again, it's come up in a couple of chats is like, one thing I'm enjoying at the moment is like bands not necessarily speeding up their release cadence, but doing things like they're just dropping an EP, you know? And it's really nice to see whether it's the right move or not, you know, bands just kind of going, we're just going to muck around with this for mm. a bit and we're going to see yeah. if this works for us. And we're going to put it out in this like kind of less, like less pressurized format. Yeah. And, and I see think if people enjoy it. There is something to be said for it because I think, you know, albums these days are Marmite. You either love them or you hate them. And um, I, you know, I, I do love an album, but I rarely have time to listen to a whole album um I say that as I sit in the van for hours at a time but I, I I sometimes struggle to listen to complete albums um but I really enjoy like when bands release a single because I'm like oh okay I can have a little taste of what's going on and like you said it just kind of like gives bands the freedom to maybe experiment a little bit more you know like sonically and artistically like say they've got one particular idea but it doesn't fit with the other songs just bang it out as a single don't worry yeah. about making it an EP, just put it out and then do the rest as an EP. You know, it's, it's, and I like the fact that music has got to that point because obviously years ago it was albums, albums only and like a single with a B side, like once every now and again. But being able to do like EPs and singles and albums kind of whenever you feel like it is so much nicer. And I think for us, the idea of doing like a third album already is quite daunting. Because yeah. you think, I think to myself, just because obviously I'm a Mike M fan, I'm like, MCR's third album was the Black Parade. <laughs> and I don't yeah. think we're quite there yet. So so I'm like, you know, I'm always looking at like, okay, well, is that where I want to be artistically yet? And as a group, we're sort of like always analysing, like, is that what we really truly want to do yet? And we haven't really decided, but I like the fact that we are questioning it, which is nice. Mm. Yeah, the fact that you're able to ask yourself that question instead of going, oh, well, we have to do an album because it's what everyone else yeah. does. Well, that's. I think people get so wound up in, you know, just the the, the traditional release format. I mean, because, you know, pop stars even still release albums. They are 
good forms of media and people still enjoy, you know, buying an LP and having vinyls and collectible editions and things like that. But I do find the casual fan, which let's be honest, is the majority of music listeners. Oh yeah. Just just go on a Spotify playlist and singles, yeah, cool. I like that track. I like that track. Yeah, bang it in my playlist. Like that that's kind of the the extent of what most people's music listening habits are. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, like you say, that's not a criticism. It's simply what no, people no. have the time I'm for. I'm like that. I'm yeah. admittedly, I am like that. That is what I do. As a music creator, I yeah. am a, the worst nightmare for myself. <laughs> and I think it's genuinely, I do wonder if like some of the, you know, obviously there are people outside of it, but like some of the, maybe one of the major groups of people that have the time, well, not necessarily, or essentially have to make the time for albums, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's journalists. Yeah. It's, yeah, because you know, we're the ones sat there going like, yeah. like, "This is our bread and butter," you know. Mm, yeah, I think that I think that, like I said, there is a time and a place, and there is mm. definitely a call for it. And I'm I'm not going to sit here and be like, "We're never making an album again." No, that's stupid. I love making albums. I feel like they do give you a sense of like creativity that you can't get, like an yeah. extended. And I really like doing the whole deep dive you know lyrical concepts and visuals and storytelling concepts so for me an album is important for my storytelling but i do feel that it would be nice to just mix up the game a little bit you know for sure you know everybody gets a bit bored every now and again (laughs) yeah no and like you said no i I love albums the same you know for a similar reason as it's like it's a whole world you know Mm -hmm. an album but sometimes you don't, you know, sometimes you just need like a little short story or something. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, that's everything. Thank you so much for joining us today. That's all right. Thank you very much for having me. So tonight I'm joined by the wonderful Harry and George from hardcore duo Death Goals. First of Hello. all, how are you both doing? Yeah, really good. Yeah, really, really good. Thank you very much. Very well. Yeah. Played the show last night as a mm-hmm. recording last night. So yeah, <laughs> resting our bones. Yeah, resting you, our. Vibes. You do go hard at your shows. Officially, we do go hard. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, all good. Enjoying yeah. a, a wrapping up of twenty twenty three and yeah. the wondrous year that it has been. It's, mm-hmm. it's been a good one. It's been it's been some really cool music out this year. That was not least very of all your own record, which was stellar. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank it you. Does not feature on my list. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> Features are mine. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't. You told me what it was before. You're actually changing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Five toes in our own record. Yeah. So speaking of 2023 roundups then, so getting straight into it, um, my first mm-hmm. question, I don't mind who goes first, what's your favourite album to come out this year? Grogging, okay, you first, baby. Um, for me, and Spotify technically classes as an EP, but I'm going to say it's a record because it's long as hell. Uh, the <laughs> Portrayal of Guilt record, Devil Music, just, just unbelievable unbelievable the the way of going into like the first half with the heaviest heaviest music possible and then doing a whole second half of the same but chamber music that's sick that's somehow sick. equally if not more heavy than the yeah yeah exactly shit. unreal behaviors amazing amazing record i mean i know that between myself and harry we spent so much time listening to that record we've got the 
shows coming up with them in a couple of weeks which is super super stoked on just phenomenal music i mean everything they put out is amazing they are collectively one of our favorite bands and devil music was no different just flawless record it's some it's some real it is some true devil music shit though yeah, yeah, that's, for that's real. like some for of the real. most evil music I've ever heard. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. That's the thing. Like, I'm, I want to listen to something that makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, that's, I'm trying. I'm trying to feel like a little bit spooked out when I listen to music, and that's perfect. Did you listen to the Primitive Man Full of Hell record then? Yeah, mm-hmm. fucking disgusting. It's one of the most behavior. unpleasant experiences I've had yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. full of hell's like fucking gimmick though they just yeah, 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 yeah. there's no way they could get more stupid or oh, they have gone what the fuck yeah yeah, yeah. and then they <laughs> drop a fucking the slow dive fucking shoegaze nightmare oh, no. album that's, so that's too. that's that's the thing like the, the nothing seen. the nothing full of how split that's coming I feel like that's probably going to end up being one of my top contenders well just because I love both bands especially mm. nothing they're one of my favorite bands but that portrayal of guilt record is just nothing nothing can get better than that i don't think hell yeah nice turn then harry uh i am i have a list of 20 um (laughs) i will whittle it down to one and i would like to um put the hers collective we're still here oh that's a really great shout that's a huge shout i'm just i'm just pulling it up on spotify because a, as soon as I heard this, they were releasing a new album, I was excited. I fucking love this band and everything mm-hmm. they stand for, and their live shows, just everything they do is fucking incredible as a queer collective. So that's always going to appeal to me. But releasing an album, which is 17 songs, and each one has at least three different guest vocalists. <laughs> yeah. yeah. From like fucking <laughs> Justin Pearson, all Soul, Soul Glow, fucking Frankie Yero, Melt Banana, like every yeah, track yeah. on it is just barbaric and mm-hmm. joyous and th- just when you think they can't, they've, they've done everything, they'll drop something new, a new idea, a new, a, just a song, every song makes me laugh. And that's, yeah, as Brock yeah, yeah. knows, my absolute, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, if a band can make me laugh during a song, girl, that's just ridiculous. I feel like that's the uh, that's the perfect Deaf Girls dynamic of, like, half of it is stuff that's funny and half of it is stuff that's scary. Well, the sign of us enjoying music is that if I laugh at a band, you know it's good. And if you take your glasses off and give them to me to go to mosh that's how you know it's good um but yeah that has collective album is perfect and the artwork is disgusting um it's just fucking so cool yeah um we're still here fuck yeah Yeah. Yeah. that has collective album is a top tier shout absolutely such a good record when we were on tour with vicarage we stopped what was the record store we went to in leeds Crash, maybe. Yeah. Um, and they had a CD of it, so it's the yeah. one CD I've bought in fucking years. But <laughs> I had to buy that CD because it's just fucking yeah, cool. The album yeah. is so cool, and like, I've I've recently followed Jenna on Instagram. Not that it means anything, but like, it's just really <laughs> cool seeing their sort of creative process and everything. They're just they're yeah. a yeah. fascinating 
creative bunch and I would very much like to be best friends with them, please. And thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Two really good shouts. The next thank thing you. I wanted to ask you about, um, there's always that kind of like, oh, what's, you know, what's the, I don't like saying like chasing the next big thing, but ultimately mm-hmm. like there's going to be a ton of bands who are permanently undersung. Mm-hmm. As well as bands that are like getting that recognition, they're maybe on the cusp of some absolutely massive moment. Mm. So, from each of you, one each, I'd like your pick for either. I don't mind which it is a band that you think is criminally overlooked that should be like going into 2024, or a band that next year you think is going to have like one hell of a big year. I mean, I'm happy to kick off if you want me to, Harry. Go on. So, for me, and you mentioned them already, Harry, but it's got to be Vicarage. We took them on tour oh, yeah. back in May. And I mean, as as well as being just the nicest group of people with just the most fantastic work ethic, they are unreal. <laughs> they are yeah, unreal. It was, it was always like a, when we were discussing who to take on our album release tour, it, we wanted to take some, uh, take a band who kind of fit with us but also we're doing something that was different that it meant every single night was interesting both from you know us having watching a band every single night but also people who came down to the shows you know I've, I always feel like we work very well as a band who can be put on lineups that we don't really necessarily resonate with the full lineup mm. so that was always a consideration and I mean Vicarage are just phenomenal like black and hardcore there's a lot of blast beats there's like you know really shrill high vocals to super like deathcore growling just amazing and i know a, a little birdie told me uh they mm. have new music coming next year and i think and if it's the stuff they've been playing on that tour it, it for, the, for the most part i believe it is and it's okay. like they are gonna be i believe that band next year that they're going to go zero to a hundred and just mm. absolutely smash it. And I can't wait. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, like Bernard did this year. Like I, they are just going to fly. And I cannot wait to see it. I really that cannot wait to see wicked. it. I would love that for them. I think we talked about Vicarage a few months ago, didn't we? When we yeah. chatted about yeah. your record. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Definitely a really good, they really, really good shout. They're, they're just, they're in just... Bristol and they're playing a show. Check them. Yeah. 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 Real. They're amazing band. Amazing band. Yeah. That's my pick. Uh, Vicarage. Uh, I, I think Stiff Meds are one of the most overlooked bands in the UK. Um, what a shout. Anyone who what a shout. has seen them knows they are one of the, the best live band in the UK. Yeah. Um, no one does that speed I'm going to call it speedcore it's just really fast hardcore but (laughs) no one does that shit like them their new album just released is unbelievable yeah any show they are on you fear for your life if you're playing after them (laughs) you are fucked they are (laughs) I mean they're they're opening for Jesus piece which I mean is an incredible that's yeah, just yeah. big, and, yeah. And I can't like I've got tickets for that in London, and I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna not leave with any bones. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but Stiff Meds, I, I'm hoping this Jesus piece puts them in a. Let's hope so. A space yeah. where they get the sort of like people who know them know, 
but they deserve to be on a bigger platform. I, I'm really hoping they're on Outbreak next year. I'm mm-hmm, never, yeah. Um, also going off, I really want to be on Outbreak next year. If I get to Outbreak choices, um, and sneakily, as a side mention, uh, shooting daggers, who've been doing yeah. fucking massive bits all year. I know they've got some new music, the new single they put out, but they've got new stuff coming out next year. And I mean, from what they've been doing this year, they'll be taking over the fucking world. They're just the fucking greatest. Yeah. And yeah, they deserve yeah. the world as well. So shooting daggers. So I've, so I've actually seen both of those bands when they opened for Scowl on their yeah. first ever headline yeah. show here at Shacklewell Arms, mm-hmm. which is a tiny, tiny venue. Great yeah. Venue. Stiff Mads were fantastic. I remember really liking Shooting Daggers, and Shooting Daggers then did the next Scowl tour as well. Yeah. yeah. With uh, Pest Control, I think. Yeah. 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 Two yeah, great shouts. Cool. I think they're, they're fucking wicked. Yeah. Just so bands. good. One of my yeah. favorite bands. Whenever we get to play with them, it's an absolute treat. Yeah. 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 100%. Amazing. The last but not least, then, is let's chat a bit about you. So, 2023 has been pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it's been been a crazy year. It's been an absolutely crazy year. So you put out the record. You've done Mm -hmm. a few shows, quite a few shows. Um, (laughs) We've been busy. Yeah, yeah. You've just done the run with Filth is Eternal. Yeah. Which was just a ton of fun. Like that was one of the most fun, welcoming feeling shows I've like in hardcore, I think I've ever been to. A hundred percent. The vibe of that show was absolutely joyous. Yeah, Everyone yeah, just had yeah. the fucking the most fun. It was, yeah, it was 100%. great. That was a lovely night. Yeah, was. I love that show. Looking ahead, um, let's talk next year. What can hmm. what can you say? I suppose is the real um, question. It's like, well, we just announced our first. European tour. So we're going out supporting Eyes from Copenhagen in February through, I think we start on the 20th of February and we're there until the beginning of March, maybe, uh-huh. which is going to be super fun. So we've never done Europe. So super excited to get out there. Eyes and also iconic. Also, Legends. yeah, Eyes are just absolutely incredible bands. So, we so got lucky. to meet a couple of them at mm. Art Tangent because they're all in LLNN. So we got to yeah. see them do LLNN, which is sick, but also yeah, yeah. just hang out with them. They're fucking super lovely. So mm. playing Europe with them was going to be really fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. And then aside from that, not to divulge too much, we are we will have new music next year. Mm. Some new tune skis. We've got new tune skis. We've got a couple of additional bits of touring that's sort of being worked on in the background will be about you know we're we're looking for you know next year is going to be a super super busy one for us so we've been very fortunate this year that with the record coming out like and doing the headline tour for that and things like arc tangent you know we we definitely space things out a little bit more to make things most effective and then next year is like go 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 we are going to be everywhere which we can't be for. sick of us. It'll be great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I will, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> that's the correct answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, apart from that, I mean, we're just chilling. We're just, you know, I, I think we're after enjoying the, the spoils of releasing an album. Yeah, enjoying exactly. that. Playing the cool shows we've been able to play with. Playing mm-hmm. some more friends, hopefully. I feel mm-hmm. like we've done a lot of. I, I would have liked to have done some more shows with like Burner. And uh, like yeah. some of the bands around the UK, but 
this year. So I'm hoping to do some more of that next year. Well, um, I think that that was a big part all, of this year. Up. Yeah, this year we, you know, we basically stuck to just doing headline tours and headline mm. shows to really like build up around the album. So next year we're in a very lucky situation where we can pretty much just support. Yeah. Not to say that we won't be doing a headline wink. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you can put a bit more time into going out with some other bands. And... Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And with, with the, again, not to too much, but with the musical bits that we're working on, it's going to be, there's some cool things in store. Definitely some cool things in store that, very very stoked to to get out there whilst people Trust. still can enjoy the uh garden of flowers <laughs> we'd like to hear well that's everything so thank Amazing. you very much again for coming on this evening no of course worries, thank you thank you very much thank you so much for joining me so i'm joined today by the serena from the incredible style bard um so you've First of all, how are things? You've you know just just jumped on after a long day. Ah, uh, things are, are pretty good. Thanks. Yeah, lots lots going on at the moment. Uh, lots happening in my day job in the games industry. Uh, lots of exciting stuff to look forward to with Svalbard. So things are busy, but I always feel like I thrive most when when I'm busy. So so yeah, that's pretty good. Wonderful. Glad to hear it. So. Now, as I mentioned to you, we're doing this because it is somehow late November and it's the right time when everyone starts thinking about albums of the year lists. Um, So in lieu of making people rank things, because it can be incredibly taxing, what I'm what I like to do is instead just say, like, try and pick out what you think. So obviously this is getting straight into it. Like the first thing I wanted to ask is what is what do you think is your favorite album that's come out in 2023? Oh, that's easy. Uh, well, actually, it's not easy because I have two and I've been thinking about this for months now about Ooh. which one is going to take the number one spot because it's very, very close. Um, there's an album by the uh, Swiss Tech Death slash black metal band called, uh, well, I pronounce it Stortregen. I think the actual pronunciation of it has like a glossal stop in it. So it's like Stortregen. <laughs> okay. Which sounds really bad when I try and do it. Um, but yeah, Stort Regan. Um, the album's called Finitude. Uh, it's super interesting because it blends like tech death and black metal with flamenco style guitar passages. Uh, it has loads of really, really interesting, intricate time signature changes. It's just, it's one of those albums that's technical without being robotic. It's got like so much heart. The vocals on it are incredible. Like this is the kind of album that, takes extreme metal to a new height i think and it blows my mind that they're not bigger because yeah. i don't know that many people who've heard of this band and this album is easily one of the best if not the best for me of 2024 but then the other contender which i really cannot decide between these two is uh keep of callison's new album catharsis um so this album almost pisses me off because i've been trying to write the second nocturne album and i wanted it to have like a choral element mm. uh to represent <clears throat> the different game that this new nocturne album is going to be about 
And then I listened to Catharsis, the album by Keep of Callison, and that's what he, uh, Obsidian, who writes all the music, that's what he's done. He's done like really ferocious black metal with a choral element. And he is one of the best songwriters and guitarists in metal, in my opinion. <laughs> and he's taken the idea that like was also brewing in my mind at the same time and done it pretty much perfectly. So now I'm like, what's the point? Why do I even, <laughs> there's no point doing this Noxial album because you may as well just listen to Catharsis by Keeper Callison because he did it better. But yeah, again, he has like a really interesting way of resolving melodies. They don't always resolve in the way that you think they're going to. And that lack of predictability is what makes the album so exciting for me. He's got a real kind of, um, a real way with melodies uh and yet you know it is it is melodic but it's also ferocious so mm. catharsis i mean this is it it's either catharsis by keeper callison or finitude by storegan both absolutely incredible albums yeah i feel like and i don't know why this is i'm getting deja talking about the, uh, the storegan album i feel like we talked about this when did they last release a record yeah, we probably did. They released Impermanence a couple of years ago, which I probably mm. talked about around the Yeah, because I remember I remember thinking that album was fantastic. So I didn't know they'd got a new one out. So oh. that's that's shot straight to near the top of my pile for Get This in My Ears, along with Keep of Callison. Because I've not actually I, I knew that one had come out, but I hadn't heard it yet either. So that's I've that filed my lists already. What am I supposed to do now? <laughs> you shan't be disappointed with either. I mean, yeah, Impermanence by Storegan, which came out a few years ago, is also a masterpiece. But Finitude, the new album, it just takes takes it to a new height. Like it's it's a work of art. Mm. I I do again, like I said, I remember really loving the way that the guitar was used. Like you say, the flamenco, the melody, that was really really because you mentioned that you know technicality can sometimes you get stuff like tech death that can feel like overly robotic and I'm not big on that. I need, I need it to have some heart. I need it to have some soul behind it. And I think that's what appealed so much to me about that one as well. Definitely. There's a, what I I always describe it as breath. It's where you can feel like the breath behind the guitar and that makes it feel human or like behind the music where, yeah, there's kind of, um, it's technical, but that's not all there is to it. Like, it doesn't mm. feel like music that's being treated like a sport as to who can play the fastest and the most complicated thing. There's actually a reason for why those riffs are the way they are, and you can hear that in the album. Okay. That's a really interesting way of describing it, actually. Okay. Two albums that I definitely need to check out then. Um, I oh, should have plenty of time over the weekend, hopefully. Okay, yeah. So the the next bit I wanted to talk about is is um, bands for 2024. And this one's, you know, the kind of the, the point, because again, people will be saying, okay, who's going to be like the next, not the next big thing, but who's going to, you know, who's poised for an amazing year in 2024? You know, who's on the cusp of greatness? Or... Is there a band that people really need to hear about? People that, you know, you think are just not listened to anywhere near as much as they should be? Oh, I've, well, I've got, I have an answer for both of these. So uh, for the band who I think are poised to have a really special year in 2024 is Heritoire, uh, the sort of uh, atmospheric, melancholic black metal band from Germany. Uh, they released an album this year. They released an album the same day as us, actually. And it is absolutely beautiful. And that you're just seeing them grow, seeing them do loads of exciting tours. 
And I think, yeah, I haven't seen them live yet. So hoping 2024 will be the year I get to see them live. And I just think we're going to see them playing some cool festivals, doing some great tours. Uh, yeah, and I'm really, really excited to see where their new album takes them because it is an amazing album. Uh, and then in answer to your question about a band that everyone should be listening to, it's obviously Zetra. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they're doing pretty well. Like they're, um, they've they they've got a tour with uh, Will Vallow from him coming up, which will be really exciting for them. Uh, they've got, yeah, loads of cool, cool stuff coming up. But considering how beautiful their music is and how emotive and atmospheric and how... They just don't really sound like anyone else. I think they should be huge. Like I'm talking ghost levels of huge. I want to see Zetra at Wembley. <laughs> that's um, that's a massive, massive shout. But I don't, you know, I agree. To be fair, I think Zetra are spectacular. Um, I'm trying to think. I think I saw them. I've definitely seen them at the Black Heart once. I think that was was that the Church Road part, uh, Church Road birthday bash. Uh, yeah, we were both there. It was yeah, the same we were. Show. I remember us having a chat at that show. It was. It was Church Road Records birthday bash at uh, the Black Heart. So that was really good. And then I saw them again headlining the Black Heart. And that was when they had their own dancers with them, which was really oh. cool. Really special to see that. Um, so, yeah. And then obviously they supported us recently when we played in Leeds. And they surprised me. I was just stood there at the front, like, loving it. And then they finished their set with a cover of our song, How to Swim Down. And they started playing the notes and I thought, ah, oh, that sounds really familiar. And then they start singing <laughs> the words and I'm just then looking at them like crying, like, oh my God. It was so yeah. beautiful. It was so beautiful to hear them do that song. Can't imagine the, the moment when the recognition hits you like, oh no, this is the one I wrote. <laughs> and it's this one. <laughs> yeah. The song that I can't perform live because, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, very emotive. Sounds like an absolutely beautiful moment. Um, yeah, no, they are they are an incredible band. I think I, I've seen them again once as well, and it but it was um, a very different show. It was actually when Employed to Serve um, played at uh, the Horn in St Albans. I was also at that show. <laughs> Re- oh wow! Okay. Yeah, I remember. So that was with Burner as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Burner yeah, I remember chatting yeah. to. Yeah, I remember chatting to Burner afterwards. And them going, "That oh, was our tenth show ever." And I went, "Liars, really?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that, or or forgotten. Sorry, no. Yeah, no, that was. Um, yeah, they are. They are a really special band. I'm really, really, really excited. I know they've just started teasing something on social media, so I'm hoping for a new song. Um, because I'm I'm really excited about them. They yeah. they they do deserve way more ears on them. Um so no, fully back that. <laughs> and Heratoire, you said for the Okay. I'll have to have a listen to them as well because again, that sounds like something right on my street, especially in this this time of year. Oh my gosh, you're gonna love them. For some reason I just assumed you'd already heard them because they are a very will band, so okay. you're going to love them. <laughs> Amazing. Um, I'll, I'll definitely, again, definitely put it on my list. Um, well, last but not least then, and we sort of hinted at it already, um, I want to talk 2024, because, I mean, obviously, you know, this year, as you mentioned, you put out your record on the start of October, I believe it was, and you've had an incredible year. What's, you know, 
what's coming next what can you well floor's yours what can you what can you tell us uh there's loads of exciting things to look for us to look forward to uh next year we're going on tour with enslaved and wayfarer in march got some uk dates got some dates all across the mainland uh so really really excited for that it's a nice long tour um and yeah just absolutely can't wait to be on the road with enslaved they're one of my favorite bands so they're so good <laughs> oh they're ridiculously good and i can't wait to watch them play every night it's it's really really exciting for us to be on that tour um we've got some festivals announced so we're playing into the grave in the netherlands we're playing summer breeze in germany and uh, a couple more to be announced which is uh always good like this, doing the summer festivals is, is so much fun um i've always lucked out because every time we play these european festivals a load of the big power metal bands i like play on the same day so i've got to see power wolf like six times in the space of a year <laughs> um so yeah, I'm excited to see which power metal bands I get to see with that as well. I'm writing the new Noctual album at the moment. It's going really slowly. I've hit a wall. Like to be completely honest, I've hit a wall having a nightmare with the drum programming. I'm trying to do a lot more this time around mm. um, to the point where I'm probably overthinking it. There's a lot of layers going on. There's a lot of different things that I'm trying to weave in. And I was really inspired by uh, the latest Ghost album, Impera. It does this thing where it has all the riffs in the uh, in the intro, and then they bring them back in the last song, Respite on the Spitalfields, in a different way. And it's just one of the it, ah, it's so like it's such a powerful thing to do when it's done properly in an album to kind of bookend it with with that kind of musical journey and progression. And that's something I've been trying to incorporate into the Noctual album. Not in the same way. It doesn't sound anything like Ghost. But, yeah, trying to incorporate that kind of, um, like a like a movie, so what you would call a leitmotif. Um, yeah. Have that refrain sort of sliding in and out at, at regular points throughout the album. Um, yeah, it's a minefield. I'm, I'm <laughs> writing way above my station. Uh, I don't, like, when I wrote the first Noctual album, I was in... Um, a shared house and had like other musicians to help me program the drums and help with when I hit a wall with these things and now it's just me and uh yeah I'm really kind of feeling that this time around <laughs> but I'm excited I'm excited for it to be done um <laughs> yeah and then hopefully much more touring plans with Svalbard as well after the uh, festival circuit amazing I mean so that excuse me that enslaved tour when you announced it I just thought that's got to be like a, like a real dream, you know, because they're such a phenomenally good live band as well. And Heimdall is such a great record. Oh, definitely. Heimdall is one of my favourites. So, uh, and they're one of those bands for me. They just get better and better. Like there's no weak spots when it comes to Enslaved. They just, mm. they really do put the prog into progression. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it is a bit of a dream tour for me, that one. Yeah, I think, honestly, when it comes to people doing really exciting things with black metal, you know, it's like Proggy especially, I think it's them and Isham are kind of where I'd normally go to. It's kind of yeah. like if you want the really forward-thinking stuff. Um, I've probably, and I don't know if we, you know, we can guess or talk about it, but I've got a pretty fair inkling. You mentioned there's a different game inspiring the new Noctual album. Yes. <laughs> Can I guess, or are you kind of keeping that as a secret for now? Um, I'm keeping it as a secret for now. Cool. No, it's totally fair. Diver. 
<laughs> I, I am excited though because I I did really really like the first one, so I'm looking oh, forward to that. Thank you. thank you. I mean, I can tell you now, it's definitely not Starfield. Yeesh! What a disappointment, Bethesda. <laughs> you know, I remember because I have Game Pass and I installed that on on launch day and went, I'm so excited for this. And I think about four hours in, I I I left to go do something else and never came back to it. Yeah, it's boring. It's a and boring. That really game. saddens me. Yeah. I know, I know. It is a real shame, isn't it? Come on, Bethesda. <laughs> yeah, like we've seen what you've done before. Come on. Yeah, but then that's the thing, isn't it? It's so hard to make mm. lightning strike twice. That's true, yeah. But then, you know, in a year where we've got Baldur's Gate 3, where lightning did strike twice with that developer, if you look at it, you know, we had when we got um, Divinity 2 mm-hmm. and Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, yeah. Larry and are in their stride at the moment. But then I think, you know, it's such a labour of love for them. I actually, yeah, I interviewed them at the Golden Joystick Awards. Yeah, that that must have been amazing. Oh, that was, it was incredible. I got to meet Neil Newman, who voiced uh, Asterion, and yeah, Sven, the CEO of of Larian, and they won seven awards that night, which was was really fun to see. Yeah, they're they're really sweeping the end of years, and I'm not surprised. (laughs) Oh, it's completely deserved, isn't oh, yeah. it? Like, I mean, admittedly, though, it's not my game of the year. Uh, it's number two for me. Okay. I probably should have asked you this one as well. And go on then. Um, because although we obviously aren't a gaming podcast, I know, you know, there's, it's a big love of yours. It's a bit, you know, it's a big love of mine. Go on. What is your game of the year then? It's Dave the Diver. Dave the Diver? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not familiar a lot of people aren't um it's i'd i'd highly recommend it though it's very if i s- described it it would sound weird but it's amazing like the gameplay mechanics in it it's basically a fishing game slash sushi restaurant sim so you have to dive and hunt for fish and the hunting mechanisms and like the weapons do you get to dive for fish are really really satisfying to use and then you can dive deeper um, and for longer as you progress throughout the game and then there's storylines like mysterious stuff unfolds as you're diving okay. but then after each dive you have to then go back and run your uh sushi restaurant which is like a management sim so you're like hiring people you're doing your decor you're doing mini games to pour green tea to the just the right level it sounds weird i picked it up because i'd seen other people whose opinions i really trust in gaming absolutely raving about it Mm. and it was it was only like 17 pounds gave it a go and i started playing it and then this hasn't happened in ages i just played it for like eight hours straight the first time i picked it up wow okay yeah it's really good it it kind of gives me from that description kind of sounds like subnautica in a restaurant sim yeah kind of yeah i mean there's been a Uh, lot of good fishing games this year because dredge was really good as well I'll have to uh, I'll have to make a point of checking that out actually because it's obviously the you know whether it'll be included or not it's obviously the Steam sale at the moment and there's there's games on there that I'm still needing to check out like Disco Elysium which is terrible of me. Um, You've not played Disco Elysium? It's been on my list for months, honestly. Oh, you're gonna love it. <laughs> yeah, uh, everyone says, um, but yeah, no, that's that's really interesting. I'm, I'll definitely have to give that a look. Um, that's everything then. Well, thank you so much for coming on. No, thanks for having me, Will. It was always a pleasure talking to you. Likewise.